This all brings to mind our current situation, most specifically the current governmental and societal push to mandate, to oblige getting the currently available vaccines, even to the point of restricting freedoms of those who, because of serious concerns, serious concerns, are unvaccinated, penalising these free, innocent citizens of this country with the threat not only of fines, but the loss of their livelihood. Oh, we're not going to force you. We'll leave it up to the companies. And you're free to say no to the vaccine, but you just need to find another job. Find another job when you have actively closed down the economy? What options are there for your citizens? You are responsible for forcing people against their will and against their conscience. Penalising them, not only with the threat of fines, but the loss of livelihood and a future for their families, for their children, for the most vulnerable. If they will not get this vaccine, and this vaccine alone as their treatment, not allowing them other treatments, and they need to carry around with them the vaccine passport. People try and explain this away. Well, we have a, a driver's license. Really? Teenagers have driver's license. Five-year-olds have a driver's license. You need a license to be competent to drive on the road, to drive a dangerous equipment. You do not need a license to be a living human being in this, in this country. To prevent my own strong feelings about this confusing issue, to, sorry, to prevent my own strong feelings about this confusing the issue, I'm going to read you from a homily of a priest who has his doctorate in moral theology. At the moment, as well as the other deaths we see around us, there is another kind of death being inflicted on numerous souls, and that is the death of conscience. What I am about to say is not political. It is pastoral. The essential reason for the existence of the universe, dear friends, is that souls may be led to eternal life. We must be good stewards of creation, yes, and especially of our lives. But the church has never put physical health above the salvation of the soul, nor does she do so today. 100%, 100% of all of us, whether you get vaccine, vaccinated or not, 100% of all of us will still die. And we will be judged on our fidelity to God and our God-given conscience. Man has in his heart, as Vatican II said in Gaudium et Spes chapter 16, man has in his heart a law written by God. To obey it is the very dignity of man. According to it, he will be judged. Not according to the law of the New South Wales government or Australia or any government. Man's law is not God's law. And when man's law trounces over God's law, trounces over people's conscience, people need to stand up and conscientiously object. It is not my business to judge anyone who has taken the vaccine or not taken the vaccine. It is my business to enlighten consciences 
and to affirm the God-given rights of those who refuse the vaccine. This is very important, since at least one Australian Premier has stated that he is about to implement a segregation in the population on the grounds of whether or not they have been vaccinated. Sadly also, at least one Australian bishop, Catholic bishop, has evoked the possibility of opening churches only to the vaccinated. Since when did Jesus ever do that or allow for that? When did he ever chase the lepers away? Talk about a serious disease. We even have some bishops in other countries declaring there is a moral responsibility to take the vaccine. Right? It's a matter of charity. Let's be clear. There is no moral responsibility to receive the vaccine. For there to be such an obligation, a number of conditions would need to be met. Assuming, right, and this is something that some people do not accept, but assuming there is a real danger, first of all, the vaccine would have to present for it to be morally obliged. Some vaccines are morally obliged upon us. Right? The vaccine would have to present no ethical objections at all in its development. No moral objections, no moral problems. Secondly, it would have to be certain in its effectiveness, that it'd have to be guaranteed 100% that it does the job. Thirdly, it would have to be safe beyond all doubt. No side effects, no life-threatening side effects. Fourthly, there would have to be no other options to protect oneself and others against the virus, which would oblige us to take that vaccine. Now, dear friends, none of these conditions are met with these current vaccines. None of them. The gravest objection to the vaccines currently available is that they all use in some way stem cells deduced from the organs of an aborted baby who in order to obtain those organs intact was dismembered while he was still alive. We are not talking about human remains that were salvaged from an accident or after someone had died, but about the deliberate killing of an innocent human in order to steal their organs, still full of life, and use them for research that would produce a vaccine. That is what you call a criminal act of the utmost gravity, and yet it's per perpetrated with the blessing of the governments of so-called civilized countries. All the vaccines currently available to us, and this is the thing, dear friends, I'm fully vaccinated in everything else, vaccine, I'm ready and willing to give it a go. All the vaccines currently available are made using and therefore abusing an innocent baby. It is astounding that anyone could think of this as a blessing from God, as some Christians have called it. This stain on the origin of the vaccine remains, whatever might be said about the remoteness of cooperation, it remains that the application of the principle is dependent upon the evaluation of a given situation. So the permissibility of receiving this, right, we have to discern. If one reaches the conclusion that it's, that you, that it's not dire, 
right, and that there are no other uh, alternatives, there is a grave obligation in conscience to refuse. If you have alternatives to receiving this vaccine because of the nature of this vaccine, because of its immoral provenance, it's not just a matter of, oh, take it or leave it. If you do not need, if you are not being forced to take it, do not take it electively. It has become clear to me, dear friends, that through the lack of clarity from those in our church commissioned with teaching the faithful, many Catholics of goodwill who are pro-life are treating this issue too lightly. Many of these good Catholics quote the permissibility of vaccines tainted by abortion given by the CDF in a 2005 declaration. But to stay consistent with our anti-abortion moral stance, dear friends, we need to take notice of the specific qualifiers. Yes, it is permissible to take this vaccine where there is a dire need and where there are no alternatives. Meanwhile, that same document also says this. Doctors and fathers of families have a duty to take recourse to alternative vaccines if they exist putting pressure on the political authorities and health systems so that other vaccines without moral problems become available. They should take recourse, if necessary, to the use of conscientious objection with regard to the use of vaccines produced by means of cell lines of aborted human fetal origin. Equally, they should oppose by all means, in writing, through the various associations, through the mass media, etc., the vaccines which do not yet have morally acceptable alternatives, creating pressure so that alternative vaccines are prepared, which are not connected with the abortion of a human fetus, and requesting rigorous legal control of the pharmaceutical industry producers. As regards the diseases against which there are no alternative vaccines, which are available and ethically acceptable, it is right to abstain from using these vaccines if it can be done without causing children and indirectly the population as a whole to undergo significant risks to their health. This is something that needs to be carefully analysed, dear friends. What conclusions are we to draw from all this? Principally, that those of us who refuse to who refuse the vaccine have solid moral and civil grounds to stand on. But we will need to be strong. The pressure will only increase as time goes by. We will be locked out of many public places. We may even be denied entrance into our own churches. Perhaps our own Catholic friends and shepherds will deny us. So be it. If anyone wants to be a follower of mine, let him renounce himself and take up his cross and follow me. For anyone who wants to save his life will lose it. But anyone who loses his life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.